activate the view screen and turn on your universal translators because it is time for another Galactic Netcast. Hello and welcome to another Galactic Netcast. This is the Sci-Fi Film School from uh, number 27 for Monday, April 16th, 2012. On this episode, and just like the points on the Bermuda Triangle, we'll prove three things in ESSA. Number one, that a person can maintain perfect hair even while fighting Satan. Number two, that NASA was actually mining satanic satanic based minerals from the moon in 1993 and number 3 number 3 that there's one constant among all space uh, ship based science fiction movies and that is smoking is cool those three things that we'll prove tonight on this show I'm looking forward to it Dave <laughs> All right I'm Dave Nelson and joining me is the uh, lovely Anessa Moines. How you doing, Anessa? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. This is kind of weird because Matt had to work late, didn't watch the movie, so he wouldn't be prepared. So it's just me and you tonight. And this is the first time, I think, that me and you have hosted this show alone. We've hosted the Alien Invasion by ourselves, but never the Sci-Fi Film School. So this is going to be kind of weird. It is. It's going to be... Different without Matt. <laughs> I know. It's just not the same without him, you know? I know. It'll Who's be... going to pick on me? Yeah, no, that's the weird thing that's missing, is nobody is picking on you, because I'm not the type to pick on you. It would be kind of weird for me to be the host and then me picking on you the whole time. It'd be, it would seem out of place, right? It would. It would be really awkward. Yeah, so. yeah let's, let's just not do that then. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Uh, this is the podcast where we watch a different sci-fi movie each week, sometimes a TV show, discuss it, and then quiz. Uh, we'll quiz you this time. You're the only person that will quiz on the movie. See how much you remembered from this POS. Uh, we record the show live on Spreecast.com every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. And for our viewers, uh, feel free to ask questions or make a comment throughout the show, guys. Just uh, type them into the chat room or submit them in the comment and question to the very bottom right-hand side of our videos. If you haven't created a Spreecast account yet, it's very easy to do. Just sign up, sign in uh, to the top right with your Twitter or Facebook credentials, and you'll be all set to go. So if you're set to go, let's get this show on the road. All right, this week's assignment was the 1990 direct-to-video science fiction horror film, The Dark Side of the Moon. It was rated R and is 85 minutes in length. IMDb gives it a rating of 5.2 out of 10 stars, or not really stars, uh, from 860 users. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 35%. That's a pretty low rating from Rotten Tomatoes. Indeed. And I think I think we can both agree that it pretty much deserves 35%, if not lower than that. Our, it does, but it's still like a thousand times better than Princess of Mars. 
Okay, see, there's an issue that we may disagree with. So uh, we'll explore that a little bit later on. (laughs) All right, the movie stars Robert Sampson as Flynn Harding, Will Bledsoe as Giles Stewart, Joe Turkle as Paxton, Camilla Moore as Leslie, John Deal as Philip Jennings, Wendy McDonald as Alex McKinney, and Alan Blumenfeld as Dreyfus Steiner. The only actors of note are Joe Turkle, who famously played Dr. Eldon Tyrell in Blade Runner, John Deal, who is known for his role as Charles Kowalski in the 1994 film Stargate, Detective Larry Zito on the 1980s cop show Miami Vice, Assistant Chief Ben Gilroy on The Shield, and as The Cruiser in Stripes. I don't remember the character, The Cruiser. Have you seen Stripes? Um, it's been a really long time, and no, I don't remember The Cruiser. Okay, I'll have so. to go back and revisit that to uh, identify him. His other roles include G. Gordon Liddy in the Oliver Stone movie Nixon, the Klansman informant in that movie, or no, let's see, the Klansman informant Mickey Mouse in A Time to Kill, and as Keith, a credit card company supervisor in Mo Money, Alan Blumenfeld, best known for his role in NBC's Heroes as Maury Parkman, the tele telepath father of Matt Parkman, played by Greg Grunberg. Now, here's the weird thing. Alan Blumenfeld has played Greg Grunberg's da- or fa- father twice. He also played him in Felicity. So he's, he's, done, he's played Greg Grun- Grunberg's father in two things. That's kind of odd, don't you think? It is. <laughs> I wonder if they did that on purpose yeah. as far as keeping the same... Yeah, that's possible. Maybe he just looks like his dad. Maybe that's why he, he keeps on getting the role. That's possible, too. Maybe. Um, Alan Blumenfeld has also appeared in primetime TV shows such as Grey's Anatomy, Jag, Gilmore Girls, CSI Without a Trace, and Judging Amy. He also has appeared in movies like The Ring, In Her Shoes, and Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. So of all these actors, it seems like Alan Blumenfeld has been the most active as of recent days, at least. Let's see. Uh, the Dark Side of the Moon was released on VHS by Vidmark Entertainment on May 13, 1990. The film has never been released on DVD. And as of January 13, 2010, Lionsgate Home Entertainment has no current plans to release it on DVD. So basically, the copy that we saw was a tape that Netflix got and they dubbed it in. That's basically what happened. Because it's That's the cheaper way to go. <laughs> yeah. It's not available on any other format. So Netflix had to do it that way, right? Don't you think? Yep. They did. And I'm sure that was one of those things where they had to sign a deal and it's like, here, we'll give you a few good movies, but first you have to take these really <laughs> crap movies. Yeah. So they're like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And then suckers like us end up watching it. So I guess they're getting their money's Pretty worth. Much. Yeah. All right. Um, for the spreecast.com viewers, here's the link to find out more about the dark side of the moon. Although there's not much more than that. There is absolutely no like inside trivia. So we usually have a trivia section on the show. There is absolutely nothing. 
interesting. There's no other information about this movie. I was really pissed off because I thought a movie like this would have some like goofs that they would make a note of, but there's there's no documentation of the trivia or of like, did you know blah 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 did this and blah 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 did that. There's nothing like that. <laughs> so I'm a little bit sad. It wasn't worth paying attention to. Yeah, I think so. All right. So let's do our review here. In your own words, Anessa, tell us the story of the dark side of the moon. Um, so basically, in the year 2022, you have this spaceship, Space Corps One, that's flying around repairing these satellites that have nuclear capabilities on them. And at some point, there's a malfunction in the system, NASA shuttle discovery that's floating around that <laughs> they're like hey let's go ahead and dock with this even though that we know that you know this shuttle hasn't been flying for you know like 20 years and so they dock devil comes on board takes over and that's pretty much it <laughs> that, that is pretty much it oh and it has to do with the triangle so yeah there's that I was, that's a weird component component of this movie now i have a couple of issues with this all right Number one, couldn't the filmmakers look further ahead in time? Like, because according to this film, NASA <laughs> and the U.S. government was mining minerals from the moon in 1993, and this movie came out in 1990. Don't you think they would have had the foresight to think, hey, okay, I don't really see, we don't really see NASA doing this in three years. So let's, let's place that a little bit farther ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would think, but then they're also probably thinking about like this year. <laughs> like, oh man, you know, 2022 sounds so far away. You know, how are we going to make this possible with this particular timeline? Yeah. So, and maybe they were hoping whenever, you know, NASA was a bit more active that there would be like another trip to the moon and then they'd be like, oh, hey, we just discovered this mineral that we need here on Earth. Let's start mining it. Yeah. So, it, that still kind of That's upsets fine. me when filmmakers don't go far enough into the future. That and if they go too far into the future, things are too much like today, like too much like present day. You know, like oh, let's set a movie in twenty three hundred or not twenty three hundred, but um, the year twenty three hundred. All right, and people are talking in perfect English. And they have things that are very similar to what we have now. In that far ahead of time, people would our language would be so far ahead of what we're speaking now, and things would not resemble what we have in current day at all. That far ahead. Yeah, we would be using words like refab. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and they used that in this film. What what was refab? It was just them going out. To, to fix. That was them fixing the satellites. Okay. And what did it say at the beginning? They it's, were armed it, it said something like it's the worst job in the world or the worst job in the solar system or something like that. It, it wasn't the worst job, but it said that it was a very... Because the satellites were armed with nuclear weapons, it is a dangerous job, dot, 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 very dangerous. Yep. So... Okay, there was, you know, there was parts of this movie that 
I didn't think were too bad, but overall it's a piece of crap. Like the outside, like the special effects of showing the ship in space next to the moon and then the space shuttle discovery, all that looked really, really good. I mean, it was really well done. But then you get inside the ship, especially like the control room where they're tr- where they're piloting the ship. It looks totally stupid. <laughs> it really does, and I don't understand the the random android robot thing, like sitting there looking at oh. math problems that I did in the sixth grade. Oh, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up because I have issues with that as well. But uh, in the meantime, before we play some cri- some clips, if you have some feedback on this movie, if you watched, if you sat through, if you bear, you know, if you m- made yourself sit through this movie and have some thoughts on it, let us know. Uh, if you agree with our analysis, if you disagree with what we think about it, let us know by emailing galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. You can call our voicemail number at 805-328-3966. Or leave a comment on the episode page at galacticnetcast.com. Before we get any further, though, I have to remind our listeners to the Sci-Fi Film School that we're going to be doing a special a special Galactic Netcast this Thursday. And what you want to do is subscribe to our main feed, the, the mega feed of all of our shows. And you can do that on the website, galacticnetcast.com, because we're going to be doing a Doctor Who episode this thursday it's going to be me you brad from the alien invasion and we're hoping to get one other person so this may be a four person this may be the first ever four person galactic netcast this thursday when we talk about doctor who are you excited i'm really excited so excited yeah did you watch the episodes <laughs> yet did you did you watch the episodes that we were going to I talk have- about I have not, but I'm actually, like, I've already started, I think, like, last week going through the first season. Okay. So I was just going to work my way up to those episodes. Good call. Very good call. All right. All right. Let's play some clips. Woo! In this first clip, the crew learns from Jennings that they might have a problem on their hands. We've got 24 hours if we're lucky. 24 hours. Auxiliary systems were hit pretty bad. They appear normal, but there's no response. It's like suddenly they got a mind of their own. Up to now, I don't have a clue what happened. In all the backups? Yeah. I believe we're going to be cooked big time. We got 24 hours auxiliary, but that don't matter because the oxygen can't last and it's going to get cold. Temperatures will drop below zero. That's a mouthful of good news. <laughs> that was the worst line in this whole movie. Was that right there? That's a mouthful of good news. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And awesome writing. And Brilliant. yeah, yeah. The dialogue was the worst ever in this movie. And he was kind of using the wrong metaphor. He said, "We're gonna be cooked." Well, actually, you're gonna be freezing to death. So that's the opposite of being cooked, don't you think? Yeah, because they're going to the dark side of the moon, so they're going to be really cold. Yeah. It's not like they're going where it's lit. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, know. I don't know. doesn't make any sense. That's just one small issue. We can, we can talk about those all day. All right, so what do you got? <laughs> Ooh, um, here we find out the sexual tension between Jennings and Alex. Oh, yeah. What about the interlocks? I got Alex working on that. 
because it's such a tight fit. Damn it, Jennings. Can't you concentrate on this? Cookie, with you around, it gets harder and harder all the time. Like, you know something else? It might be your last chance to get into my flight suit. I'll tell you what. Why don't you make a pass at Leslie, huh? Just your type, 100% robotic. She was sexier, too. Um, the, the android, the robot, or whatever she was, was sexier than Alex, I, I thought. What? You disagree? I said, I don't know what she is. Okay. No, like, she is. I said, I don't know what she is. Oh, okay. Robot, android. Okay. Well, all I know is this robot slash Andrew or Android had uh, her her top open basically. She she had her top zipped down. Lots of cleavage. Yeah, I know. What kind of androids? <laughs> Android. that? I don't know. Designed by a man, obviously. Obviously. All right. So here we go. More clips in this scene. The crew is shocked to find out what other ship is also on the dark side of the moon. We have a visual on you. Acknowledge, please. Over. There's no response. It doesn't really matter. We must know we're here. Christ, will y'all look at that? I'll be damned. It looks like the shuttle. Discovery from the old NASA program? Jesus, I didn't know those things still flew. It looks like it's been through hell. All right. Yeah, hell is a good word. At that point, indeed, they didn't know that he didn't. He, he, if he knew the future, then he'd know the the, the uh, significance of the word hell in that statement right there. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, where are we at? Is it your turn? Yes. It's my turn. All right. In this clip, we find out that these guys like to use a lot of numbers. <laughs> numbers. She's got an A three ninety. How do we open it? Well, there should be a C-cylinder attached underneath. Oh. Alex, the code sequence is 7W824. Look it up. All right. All right, we've got it for you. Punch 25-Delta-76. Yeah, I was going to mention this a little bit later on. But they used a lot of technical techno babble in this film. Like a lot of, they used special words and numbers and codes for things. I think to make it more fancy or better than it actually is. Yeah, they're trying to distract us with technology or fancy language, I guess. <laughs> look something. Look, look <laughs> Not something. Not necessarily technology because it looks really old. <laughs> yeah. Look something shiny. Yeah. I know. Isn't it pretty? Yeah. I think if I would have watched this movie in 1990, I would have thought it was better than watching it today in 2012. Don't you think? Yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it better in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the computer graphics. The, A little the, bit better. The graphics on the screen looked pretty hokey. They did. They were like sixth grade math problems. Yes. All right. Okay, so uh, here we learn that there's something odd about the shuttle. Core samples. Obsentris B40. What the hell would they want with these? Giles, where are you? Cargo bay. Well, the molecular structure is changing again. 
Something is changing it. Jesus, Alex, are you sure there's not a damn thing in here except for us? Giles, if you're in Congo Bay, you may be getting an exhaust feed from above. And that's where they discovered the first body. Right there. That scene. Fell from the ceiling. I have a question for you. Ms. All right. Astronomy, is there such a thing as Cetrus B40 or whatever the, the, the mining place where they were mining stuff on the moon? Um, I don't know, honestly. Um, I'm guessing, are, are they literally like on the side of the moon that's facing? Well, I guess they are on the side of the moon that's facing away from Earth. I don't know what the names of things are on the other side of the moon. Because they were all named by the Russians because they got their little satellite around there first. Oh, okay. All so right. on the front, on, on the face of the moon that's facing us, like all the names are in Latin. And on the other side, they're primarily in Russian. Oh, really? I did not so. know that. That's very interesting. Yep. I do know that there is a last FM station called Centris B40, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> Somebody's a fan of this movie. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Or vice versa. I don't know how long that station's been around. That's true. That's possible as well. Okay. Uh, so, Anessa, it's your turn with well, what's the next clip about? Um, this is the clip where Giles learns more about the shuttle from Leslie. Who was the last company that owned her? NASA. What year was that? 1992. Did they sell the ship to another company? Negative. The ship was registered lost after an emergency splashdown. Can you explain? Discovery initiated an unscheduled maximum power descent from Centris B-40. The crew was forced to make an emergency landing as a result of multiple malfunctions during re-entry. Okay, where exactly was that splashdown? 126 miles from the Florida coast, between Bermuda and Miami. Bermuda Triangle. You know, to tell you the truth, Anessa, I kind of liked the whole Bermuda Triangle angle in this movie. I kind of, kind of dug it a little bit. Um, like I don't know. I, I guess for what they were going for, it worked for them. Because otherwise, it would just be random to encounter Satan out in the middle of space. So they had to justify it somehow. So it worked. Yeah, I think it would have been a, a slightly less interesting movie if it was just Satan out in space. You know, it, if it ties, it kind of, because it kind of explains, it throws another mystery in there. And I guess they never explained the two. The two never connected, really, except for how the shuttle got all that seawater and uh, uh, crustaceans and fish and seaweed in the lower parts of the ship. Um, and by the way, that shuttle is huge. Uh, that shuttle is a lot bigger than the actual shuttle itself. It's got to be. It is. It's, I was thinking that. I'm like, man, I really don't think the shuttle's that big inside. And it would certainly be a lot more confining. Like, they have, like, really wide corridors. Mm -hmm. 
and rooms that were fish tanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so huge. I, I didn't understand how it could be so huge. Well, every, okay, so every... Maybe, it's, maybe, maybe there's Time Lord technology involved. <laughs> Doc, the doctor, where is he? He's messing with us. Yeah, because it's bigger on the inside. That makes sense. Exactly. All right, here we go with more clips. Uh, we learn a little something about who's behind all this monkey business. Who are you? What do you want? I have many names, and I've come to take what is mine. Alas, the day of reckoning is upon you all. Wisdom. <laughs> Let him that hath understanding count the number of my name. Alex! He's dropping some knowledge there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It I don't know. So okay, to explain <laughs> to the, to explain to the people that didn't watch this movie, that was one of the astronauts from the Discovery Space Shuttle they thought was dead brought his body on board their ship and Alex was in the same room as the body body came to life and then basically transferred that energy transferred the devil from that body to Alex and that's the way that's the way the rest of the movie went it never stayed in one body for very long it went from body to body to body to body so that's that explains it just a little bit just a bit okay all right, your turn. All right, um, here the doctor tries to explain Alex's crazy seizure. It's medically impossible. The human anatomy is not meant to withstand the heartbeat of a hummingbird. She should be dead. Talk to me, what just happened here? Well, um, possibly a uh, severe seizure or a very bizarre cardiac arrest. Um, a series of aneurysms. Tell you the truth, I don't have a clue. Well, I do. There's something inside of her. You still think I'm crazy? Keep the straps on her. Nobody comes in this room until we find out more. There's something about discovery you should know. <sighs> okay, so a, a scene that was not much farther after that was the scene where Alex came back to life and seduced another member of the crew. All right. And she was didn't have her straps on her arms or legs in that scene. Now, how did she get unstrapped? That was never explained. Because they show her Yeah, that was never really explained. So They show her on the table without straps anywhere. And then she came to life as the devil and seduced that one dude. Which was a weird scene because it was the most unsexy seducing I've ever seen in, in any in any shape or form. It was just like yeah. It, she just seemed like she was. She felt really awkward saying what she was saying, and it showed. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna rock your world. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was the devil. Her. Maybe the devil wasn't comfortable seducing the dude. I don't know. You would think he'd be into that, though. He's yeah. the devil. That's true. He does everything that the good Christians don't want to do. So. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
And shortly <laughs> after that, we had nudage. We had nude, nude, a nude scene going on. That was interesting. I guess we found out why it was <laughs> the movie was rated R in that scene. All right, <laughs> boobies, boobies. <laughs> okay. Um, this uh, this is apparently what happens when you get possessed by the devil. Also. Okay, this is the scene I was just talking about. This is why the movie was rated R in this scene right here. I knew you'd come. Come closer. Come closer. I've always wanted you. I've always wanted you. You have what I desperately desire. (laughs) There are things I can give you. Beyond your wildest dreams. Alas, you have weakened. But now you belong to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Um, I was waiting for the scene because he was like all like kissing her stomach and stuff, right where that whole triangle incision of every body they found. I was waiting for them to show that scene where it would open up and like blood would fly into his face, but they never did. They missed an opportunity right no, there. They they really did. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't afford the extra paint. Yeah, they, they were going <laughs> over budget at that point of the film. Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. They had to pay her extra to take her bra off. So. <laughs> yeah. That's where the budget went. All right. Like, All right. We're going to show your boobs for like three seconds. It's <laughs> <laughs> an extra grand. Yeah. It's going to cost you a little extra. I want to redo my contract. Damn it. We're, we're over budget. <laughs> Crap. All right. Okay. Um, You've got the next clip. Um, second, oh. second. In last. this clip, Jen- Jennings, huh? Second what? to last clip. What? 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 Second to last one. Okay. Whoop. Got it. Hang on. In this clip, Jennings faces Paxton as the devil. You had a choice. You had a choice. No, I still have a choice. Missile lock engaged. Arm all warheads. Maybe I can't destroy you, but if it's God's will, then so be it. Confidence is high. If not, then I'll see you in hell. Six, four, three, two, boom, one. Okay, we get the point. All right, that was the final scene, right? Well, second to final scene. There was a secret scene at the that very... That wasn't Paxton, by the way. No, yeah, I screwed up. There was one other clip before that that I skipped over, but that's okay because they're basically the same scene. It's basically the the devil, his confrontation with another person that hasn't been upset or uh, uh, taken over yet. So that's quite all right. Yeah. All right. I did have an issue with that scene. I guess we'll talk about it in our class notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before we do the class notes, don't forget, and I already mentioned this once, please subscribe to the mega feed at galacticnetcast.com because uh, you don't want to miss our special Thursday Galactic Netcast and our discussion of Doctor Who, 
We're going to be talking about a couple episodes in, that'd be season, let's see, let's count back. Uh, it would be the first season of the rebooted Doctor Who of 2005 with Christopher, Eck- Christopher Eccleston. Um, what are the two episodes? Do you know them offhand? Um, Parting of Ways, or it's Black Wolf and then Parting of Ways, okay. or Dark... Bad Wolf, yeah. Bad, Bad Wolf. Wolf and Part- Part- okay, all right. So those are the episodes that we'll be talking about. Plus, we'll be throwing in some Doctor Who news because the current cast is filming right now in New York. Uh, they're actually filming the last episode that Amy and Rory will be in in New York right now. So we'll be talking about that as well coming up Thursday. But the only way that you'll get that is either watch us here on Spreecast or you can subscribe to the Mega Feed at galacticnetcast.com. That will get you this show, the Sci-Fi Film School, also the Alien Invasion, and Time Traveling Robots in Space. Go to the website, galacticnetcast.com, and go to Contact Subscribe. Either click on the iTunes logo or fill out the email form. You can do either or. All right, so class notes time. This is our observations and what we thought was cool or stupid about this movie. Um... Going through chronologically the stuff that I wrote down, I could tell it was going to be a bad movie by the bad synth music and flames during the opening credits. I That was a bad Yeah, song. that was like a good two minutes of flames, and I didn't really... I guess they were going for the hell thing, but yeah. they, could have, they could have done without it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, the movie started out like every good space-based film should with a flyby of the ship. That's been done so many different times. I mean, the closest movie to this one that you can think of would be maybe Alien, because Alien starts out that way with the ship flying into the scene. You've also got Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, started out, started out that way. It, it, the list goes on and on and on. Spaceballs, they did it. So every good science fiction movie starts out with a ship flying into the scene. Of course, there was smoking. Not necessarily a good sci-fi movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Every science fiction film or wannabe good science fiction film does that. We touched on this at the very beginning. There was smoking. So there's that. And you know what? I Speaking of Alien, I blame the original Alien for that because that's the first time that's shown. That, at least according to my memory... As, as far as I know, that's the first movie that showed a crew member on board a spaceship smoking a cigarette. So apparently in the future, it's okay to use up your precious oxygen smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and apparently they've made it good for you to smoke because everybody smokes, it seems like. Apparently. In fact, you know, this opening scene after they show the spaceship flying into the scene at the beginning... Opening scene: The two guys on the flight deck, or wherever they the in where they fly the ship, the one the captain or whatever was smoking, and he had an ashtray full of cigarettes. It was just a regular, old-fashioned ashtray on the bridge. It was dumb, 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 dumb. (laughs) It was all right. Uh, Mention the futuristic techno babble to distract us from how bad this movie was. Leslie was the world's worst Android com- slash computer. I still don't know what she was since she couldn't leave the room, but she was a human. She was in human form. So why couldn't she leave the room? 
Whenever they wanted to access Leslie, she just woke up. She was in that really, what looked like a really comfortable chair, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and she looked relaxed. I, I would assume she'd have to be comfortable, yeah. considering that's where she spent the entire movie. With her blouse open. Was sitting in the chair. <laughs> um, okay, we mentioned this already, 1992. They were mining minerals on the moon. I didn't know that. I'm shocked. Um, they might have been taking samples for study. Yeah, that's true. But still, they weren't doing that in 1992. I'm talking real life. They weren't going to the moon in 1992. <laughs> kind of pisses me off. They were dreaming big, Dave. Yeah. But, I mean, at least said it more than two years after the film comes out. You know, say 2000. Okay, 2000, discover- the Discovery was mining minerals from the moon. Make it that, a little bit farther ahead. I would not have a problem with that. All right, uh, Giles's hair, uh, that's something to be talked about, right? <laughs> His hair was perfect for like 98% of the movie. It wasn't until he was in the water that it kind of got a little messy. Yeah. And when he was there talking with the devil, it was like across his forehead. But yeah, aside from that, it was awesome hair. He was like out in space. Um, apparently, it's really windy out in space. <laughs> and he gets back on the ship and perfect hair. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that scene where he's going from when they detached the main ship from the Discovery uh, and he was trapped in that little tube. Yeah, you're right. He comes back on board. Hair's perfect. No problem. He must have awesome. He must have put a lot of product. <laughs> must be using a lot of product. Man, Aquanet. That was like really good advertising. Yeah. No. <laughs> if he used Aquanet, because Aquanet was big back in the day. And that hair, especially st- late eighties. And that 80s. hairstyle is pretty much the epitome of what was cool back in the late '80s, very early '90s. It was that. It was kind of like a mullet. But still, at the same time, it was bigger on top, too. It was just, it's very hard to explain. Very hard. It, it was like a like a little more casual in the front, <laughs> party in the back, rather than straight up business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a casual party in the front. Okay, good so point. that's good what point. it was. All right. Excellent. Um, And final note that I have is now we know where everything lost in the Bermuda Triangle ended up. It ended up on the moon. Spoiler alert. Or I I should say (laughs) just spoiler because that's what they show at the very end. So if you're going to watch this movie, I'm sorry for spoiling it to you or for you. All the stuff in the Bermuda Triangle, it's all on the moon. Go look for it. It's there now. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Um. One of the issues that I had was that last clip that you played where Giles was chit-chatting with the devil. <laughs> um, and he was, you know, busy typing on the computer, setting up the missile. Mm-hmm. He had a countdown of 15 seconds. I, I actually got out my iPod and did the stopwatch because mm-hmm. I was watching it. And like a minute later, I'm like, wait, shouldn't something have happened? And they flashed to like seven seconds. 56 seconds after he hit, like, the 15-second countdown. Two minutes, about two minutes, six, five or six seconds, boom. It's the longest 15 seconds ever. <laughs> Just <But> saying. <laughs> no, they always they always do that in films and movies. It's movie time. 
There's a difference between real life time and movie time, and it's always longer. They always. Take- I wish that they would have at least done like a minute countdown, and then people like me probably wouldn't have noticed. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, that's probably like a really long minute. Yeah. But 15 seconds, and it takes you like a minute to get to eight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just another another thing to put in the dumb category in this movie. Pretty much. Anything else? Any other observations that you have of this film before we move on to the test? Um, let's see. What what else was there? I can't. Oh, the other thing too was the last guy that was there with Giles that was possessed by the devil. He was allergic to creamer, and wouldn't his body like get all wacky? And wouldn't the devil have problems with operating his body if he's, you know, allergic to creamer? Because I made a big deal about it at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, that's... Because when they were having coffee... Okay. They, like, the... Alex gave him coffee with creamer, and he started to drink it. And he's like, oh, no, you know, I can't drink this. You should know better. Like, I would die. And so that's how Giles figures out that the devil is inside of... I don't know his name. Okay, but I think. But apparently, he's possessed. There's no side effect. I think the devil gives him super, super strength. I think being possessed by the devil kind of washes away all your human frailties. At least that's my opinion. Well, that explains a lot to me because I thought the I thought the significance of that scene where they're both drinking coffee or tea or whatever it was. I thought it was significant significant because um, what's his face was was doing was duplicating what Giles was doing. I th- I didn't I didn't pick up on the whole creamer thing. No, I picked up on the creamer thing. Okay. That's because he kind of Giles has this look like what is it that you're doing there? Okay. And so he he kind of has this realization like wait a second, you don't drink creamer. Okay. And All so right. the devil was kind of like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh no, nothing." Okay. Okay, now it makes a lot <laughs> no more biggie. sense. Now it makes a lot more sense. I thought he was just, I thought he was just mimicking Giles in the way he was no, pouring his coffee and putting. Creamer. Okay, all right, got it. Makes a lot of sense. All right, so you ready for the okay. test? Okay, go ahead. One more thing. Okay. For being like for Discovery floating out in space, like that one astronaut's body was really well like preserved, but I guess that would go with Satan's magic powers and making things better aside from their guts hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Cause it was lost in 1992, right? That's what they, that's what, um, yeah. 1992, 1922 is when they came across 2022 the shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. 2022. That's 30 years. And being that they had air in discovery the whole time, apparently that, that body would have, would have, um, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I had it at the tip of my tongue for a second. Decomposed. It would have, it would have decomposed a long time ago because there was oxygen present. Yep. All right. Well, All right. It, it, it's the devil's doing, so, you know, he can do anything, I guess. All right, here we go. Here is the test. Now, this is going to be not as fun this time because Matt is not here. You have nobody to compete with. I know. I'm so upset. I hope this is not a trend. I hope that we don't lose Matt. We'll see. 
He's a homeowner now. He's a home. He's a responsible homeowner. So maybe. He has responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> Casey in the chat room. The answer is B. <laughs> All right. Got it. Good to know. Thanks for helping out, Anessa. Appreciate that. All right. Okay, so uh, there's no fancy rules. This is just, uh, you know it or not. Uh, this is plain and simple. We have nine questions. We usually have seven, but I was accounting for um, having Matt. So we have nine questions this week. That's a lot. Man. All right. I, <laughs> I predict that you will get seven out of nine. That's my prediction. What's your prediction? I... I don't know. I think I'd probably get a little less than seven, like maybe five or okay. six. All right. Okay. Well, let's find out. Question number one. And I I know that you know this. What is the name of the ship in the movie? <laughs> Space Corps One. All right. That's the wrong thing. This is what I wanted. Yay! Anessa, congratulations. One down. All right. Question two. In the dining room scene, uh, let's see. Before they discover the shuttle approaching, what character is smoking a cigarette? And that character gets a lot of crap for doing that. Uh, is it A, Jennings, B, Flynn, or C, uh, what was her name? Um, she was also called Cookie. Uh, Alex. Uh, C, Alex. Um, what was the first answer? Jennings. I'm gonna go. Man. Jennings was the cocky mechanic dude. Oh, he was the one that was hitting on Alex, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying I, to remember who was smoking because smoking was apparently cool and everybody did it. Yeah, who's, um, who's who's Flynn? Was it was Flynn the doctor? Who was Flynn? I don't know if he was the doctor or not. I'm gonna go with Jennings on this one. All right, you chose correct. <laughs> you chose wisely. All right. <laughs> See, I told you you're gonna kick ass on this. Number three, and I know that you know this too. What year, because we already talked about it, what year was the shuttle supposed to have ha uh, made an emergency landing off the coast of Florida? Was it A? I'm not even going to say that. It was a multiple choice. I know that you know this, so just give me the answer. 1992. Yes! See? Man, that was a tough one. You know, we <laughs> might as well just end the quiz now because you're... I can see you sweeping this. <laughs> sweeping this. I don't know that I would actually sweep it, though. I made but these. If you want to end it. <laughs> I made this quiz way too easy. And, and just pretend that, you know, I swept the quiz. All right. No, we won't do that. We'll, we'll play on because I know that people want to hear the quiz. I know people are playing along at home. And I know people are playing around, playing along in the chat room. So we have to we have to move on. We have to push forward even though we know that you're going to pretty much get the rest of these right. Okay. What was the shape of the wound on the astronaut's body they found on the shuttle? The shape of the wound. A triangle. A perfect triangle. An equilateral triangle. <laughs> What's that? An 
equilateral triangle. Is that what it is? Equal on all sides. Okay, you're speaking fancy talk. I, really I don't. Like. I don't know what equilateral. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm dumb. I'm a dumb, dumb person. Okay. You're uh, smart. S M R T. I'm gonna forego the and, until you get a wrong answer. I'm gonna for, forego these uh, sound effects. All right. You okay with that? The sound effects. All right. I'm okay with that. Okay. What number ship would Space Corps One be if they were also lost in the Bermuda Triangle? What what? What number of ship would Space Corps One be if they got lost like everybody else did in the Bermuda Triangle? Three hundred and sixty six. Oh Anessa. I'm surprised. 666. <laughs> didn't you go, oh my That's God, right. when you were watching, didn't that freak you out? 666, oh my God, number of the beast. Holy crap. I, I think I, I think I kind of spaced out then. Because <laughs> wasn't that around the time that they had the triangle up and they're like, okay, eliminate all the numbers yeah. except for the number six. <laughs> yeah. And so after that, I was just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I was thinking the same thing during that scene. Like, obviously, okay, if you eliminate all the numbers except for six, the chances are pretty good that <laughs> it, it will turn out to be 666 because it's a pretty common and number. Unless, yeah, and that, and unless you're doing like a square where you have four sixes, it's going to be three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. dumb, 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 dumb. So question seven. How were the crew planning on blowing up Discovery if Giles didn't come back in time? They would launch a nuclear missile from the satellite. That is correct. Congratulations. Only one wrong so far. Good good going. Okay, question eight. What did Giles go back to the Discovery for? This is multiple choice. What did Giles go back to? Oh my God! I guess not. Uh, multiple choice. You got the answer correct without needing it. Congratulations! Wow. Okay. So, one final question. If you get this, you got uh, eight out of nine. Okay. How did Giles know Steiner was possessed by the devil? And we already talked about this. How did uh, is Steiner the guy at the end? Yeah, yeah. Because it would have been the creamer. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. Congratulations. Yeah, you almost, you almost swept it. See, you did. Almost, almost. You did better than I thought you were gonna do, and you did way better than you thought you were gonna do. So you overexpected, if that makes any. I don't know if that makes sense. Never mind. All right. I exceeded expectations. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, uh, that is it Are for the test. <laughs> what? What? I said, is that you being possessed by Satan? Uh, here's <laughs> some knowledge you should know. <laughs> I will possess... Equilateral triangles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Paul is dead. Okay. Um, before we reveal next week's assignment... We would like to point to you, or no, you know what? I'm reading the wrong thing. Crap. Uh, you can listen to all the Galactic Netcast shows 
on Stitcher Smart Radio. It is an app you put on your phone. You slap that app on your phone, and you're all set. If you have an iPhone, BlackBerry, Android, WebOS, it's also now available in BMW vehicles because I know all of our listeners can afford BMWs. I know me and both me and you can afford having to own a Beamer, right, Anessa? Totally. I have one out in the garage. I got two. (laughs) Oh, well, that's just flaunting. (laughs) Showing off. Yeah, sorry. Um, Stitcher is also available on Android tablets and the Nook. It's smart radio for your, it says phone here, but basically it's a device. You can, you know, as long as you're, you have a smart device, you can pretty much get Stitcher on it. Uh, you can find it in your app store or go to stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts. Enter the promo code galactic netcasts for a chance to win a $100 cash card. All right. Before we reveal next week's assignment, we'd like to point you to galactic netcasts. For links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus accounts, we need you on our social networks. Uh, It is the best place for you to find out what we're up to in case we have a change of plans. You know, if we have to start late or we have to change the the day that we're recording, if you want to watch us live, that's the best way to find out when we're going live because we'll 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 post a link in all the social networks. Also, whenever we... um, Put a new story up because we also do science fiction news on galacticnetcast.com. We will always put the link in our social networks to the news story. So again, go to galacticnetcast.com and join us on our social networks. All right. So that is it. Uh, Next week's assignment, this is via your suggestion. Um, It's the 2008 sci-fi horror fantasy musical... Repo, the genetic opera. So tell us a little bit about this movie, Anessa. Um, it takes place in the future, and there is this widespread academic, or epidemic of uh, organ failure. And a company called GeneCo figures out a way um, to basically provide people with organs through financing because they can't afford it. And eventually they go into like the cosmetic side as well. And so getting, you know, like organ transplants and boob jobs and stuff becomes a lot more affordable and a lot more common. And so people are surgically removing their face for new ones and whatnot. So, and then what, um, and basically the movie is about what happens when people don't pay up, right? Things, Exactly. It's about what happens whenever people don't pay up and it follows a repo man and his family or his daughter, like the story. So some pretty big stars in it. Uh, Paul Sorvino, Anthony Head. He was Giles on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Paris Hilton is in this, among others. So looking forward to it. I didn't know if you guys were going to like it or not. Oh, okay. Because it's a musical. <laughs> no, Matt, I can guarantee you Matt's going to hate this. And mark my words, Matt will hate this movie. Casey says Matt doesn't like anything. No, yeah. That's a pretty easy call then, I guess. Yeah, there's, so. been, a, there's been a couple of films that I thought that he would like that he ended up just hating. So, yeah, he's a he's a tough cookie. It's it's very hard to satisfy Matt, that's for sure. Apparently. So, I mean, I like the movie. 
Um, but I don't know if you guys will. Well, or like what you'll think of it. Find out in one week as we do another sci-fi film school. All right. Until next time, thanks for listening and watching. We'll talk to you later. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another Galactic Netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.